0: Welcome in everybody to the res. I have Mr. Gil Harper from the CRIT Library live. How are you doing today, Gil? Very well, very well. How are you? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. good. I, I do appreciate the invitation, the opportunity to come down and interview and see what CRIT Library has been doing and future you know, programs or events that are upcoming.
1: Mm-hmm. Good.
0: What is the... Um, history behind the
1: crit museum or crit library crit library uh it's a long one basically right now this year we're going to be doing 66 years of uh, providing services to the community mm-hmm. um it basically began a long time ago in 1954 i'm sorry 1958 and before then um there was a a man and a wife called the. Um, Oh heck, what are they called? Spencer and Emily Hatch, who were from back east, and they wanted to assist the tribe or Native Americans in um, helping them in some way. And there was a a community development project started here in 1958, and it was also part of the Save the Children Federation they had here, which Mm -hmm. was part of that too, you see the check. so they came down and wanted to help Native Americans better themselves and offer programs. So they wanted to start a library and there was no library here at all. At all? Uh, not not at all. Huh. Uh, they started it up in the top of the hill in the BIA, the old tribal administration buildings, which used to be up on the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> they did have a young man at the time named uh, Tony Stone, Sr., who was ru- uh, working as a librarian, didn't have, was kind of had the title, but overseeing the books. Yeah. Um, someone dropped some names here. Denise Homer Florence was also a librarian. Pat Swick was also a librarian. Myrna Havitone was a librarian. Dean Welch was a, uh, a librarian. Daphne Peck was a librarian. Michael Flores. Priscilla Johnson and Amelia Flores. They were all librarians. Amelia Uh, Flores, mm -hmm. huh? Yeah, she was here the longest. Um, She also worked for the museum before she took over this position. But it all started with Dr. Uh, Spencer and Emily Hatch. And I was going through some archival on what they actually provided. All the books were donated to the library. Um, It wasn't funded by anybody. There was no grants. The tribe eventually started to fund it. That's why it's considered the first funded library, Native American library, in the state of Arizona. Ours. Um, yep. Oh, wow. It wasn't much, but they funded it a little bit. Um, there was an article that appeared in the paper, and um, through the community development kind of article that went uh, across the United States, and people started sending books here mm-hmm. to help them out. So once that started, it kind of just grew and grew and grew. Um, from the hill, they built this library here, which was a museum at the time, and the administrative offices were built, and the gym was built at the same time. So that's how everything yep. eventually just moved down here. Mm-hmm. Yep, and um, they were here for the longest time, and uh, they were adopted as honorary tribal members oh, into wow. the tribe Yeah, for all that they did for them um along with chart evers who also was part of that i'm sure you heard that name before um, no. way back in the 60s it was part of the uh he did the um Posten, uh for the, the relocation thing is down there he had the chart evers used to be down there and was the overseer of most of the programs down in the old poston area mm-hmm. i think your dad will know about that if not <laughs> <Probably>. then, <laughs> yeah he'll know about that um yeah, Chard Evers was down there for the longest time. That We grew up with him and um, knowing him. And um, he also contributed a lot. But um, and looking through the programs that they did offer, there was some. Um, um, they used to have photographs that they took in. Photographs like uh, 10 by 10, 20 by 20. Mm-hmm. People could actually come in and check those photographs. I mean, the paintings and photographs out and take home. Wow need to look at them put them on the wall and bring them back i I don't know how that worked but it worked can't do that that no more no that was under Gene (laughs) Walter's program so um it grew and grew and grew till um here we are now the museum moved a couple years ago and we needed more room and so we took it over i left a lot of stuff out just for time yeah no no no, Mm -hmm. that's okay that's okay Mm -hmm.
0: but i mean a lot of names that you said that people Mm -hmm. are going to listen and be like i haven't heard that name in a long time i didn't know that person was involved in the very beginning Mm -hmm. or like how i said i didn't know that's how the tribal office the gym and everything eventually moved down here Mm -hmm. so i mean that's a good that's good um history Mm -hmm. for especially the young ones that are listening that they don't know that's something for them to grasp onto Mm -hmm. and further look into the names
1: you know the interesting thing about those names is that they were not um, librarians that went to college and <laughs> got a degree. These were all people who liked reading, who liked their books, who wanted to be part of it. And so that's one thing I liked about the Tribal Council is that they always give you the benefit. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I didn't, I wasn't a librarian uh, director here. I was a, a computer technology specialist. Oh, I taught wow. computers. And um, the vacancy was here when Amelia left or thought to go up higher and um I put in for it and uh they seem seen that I had the urge and qualifications to do it so here I sit so and you're doing a good job well I hope so I hope so uh it's good to hear feedback that you need to do this need to do that because then there are uh sponsors I'm not reaching mm-hmm. people I'm not reaching um and I hope we can get through them through this through this uh, little media oh yeah most definitely. I mean, <clears throat> sorry.
0: Like I said, when I when I first started doing this, I didn't expect it to blow up the way it did. Mm-hmm. And for you to reach out to me, you know, thank you very much for the opportunity again. And there's a lot of people that actually listen to this podcast because mm-hmm. I see, I hear a lot of things like, "Hey, you said this on your thing," and it was it's from people that I I don't expect, you know, mm-hmm. especially non tribal members. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people out there will listen and hear and. If you do need any more assistance, I'm sure mm-hmm. they'll pass on the information.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people lot of things people don't think is that we are a public library. We're not a tribal. We are a tribal, but we are also a public library. I did not know that. Um, we also uh, are open to anybody, and anybody, doesn't matter if you're native or not. Um, I think uh, that's the first question we get from the outside community is, can I go to that program? Can I get a library card? Always tell them, yeah. It's a free library card. Um, we are a fineless library. We offer no fines. All we ask is you bring the book back <laughs> and, um, or pay for it, one of the two. you know. <laughs> so we don't offer no fines at all. As long as you bring it back, and um, you're in good standing. So a, a lot of the misconceptions is that um, I don't know what they do in the library. Well, in a day-to-day pro, uh, thing, you'll meet uh, Darius Lafoon, who's our uh, a library tech. Mm -hmm. um she'll tell you what she does the archives are always open we are we do we don't handle uh the archives here holds documents photographs recordings video recordings audio recordings Mm um if you're a tribal member and you would like to go into the archive or you'd like to uh, read some of the stuff just come down fill an application and uh tell us what you would like to uh read or look at and we'll bring it out to you and um you can come as many times you want uh, if you're non-tribal, it's different. There's certain protocol we have to go through. Okay. So, um, but if you're, if you're tribal, come on in. And um, we're still offering com- some computer programs, not as much, but we are. Uh, we hold the first things first literacy here, which means that's from birth to five. Uh, Catherine Probst, who's a tribal member, runs that program. Um, how does that, How is that program funded? Some by tribal funds and other by cigarette tax, cigarette tax. Right. Wow. It was passed in 2006. It was a uh, voter initiative that was passed, and um, for every pack, uh, we take 80 cents from that pack, oh, wow. tax. But that's increased since 2006. So hmm. I really don't know the number now. I should know, but I don't know the number now. But that's how that, that program is funded: uh, tobacco tax. Wow. So they um, must have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that means smoking hasn't gone down then. Yep. Yep.
0: That's exactly what that means. Yep. So just a quick review. Mm-hmm. Um it is a public library. Right. It's mm-hmm. not just for tribal members, it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. They can get a free library card. Yep. <clears throat> the only thing that is well, you would say is restricted or different protocols is the archives. Right. So right. for tribal members they just fill out an application, but for non tribal members, mm-hmm. there's a different process for that.
1: Right. Okay. We're doing what the tribe asked us to do as a, a department, which means we safeguard what's in here, what's inside of here. Yeah, most so, definitely. Um, we don't want anybody just coming in and going through all the stuff, so. Yeah. Um, but we can direct them where to go. There's two other entities that can go through, tribal council, mm-hmm. or uh, the um, one that the court runs. That's if you want to do newspaper articles, videotaping on the reservation, you go through them, the court system to do that. Oh, okay. ERB board. That's what it is, ERB board. So, right. sorry about that. Any um, future upcoming events that you'd like to talk about? Well, the one that I heard about yesterday, um, the lady actually called me. There's a movie that's going to be showing Friday morning at the theater, something about water. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the star of that movie, and she called and wanted to stop by on Saturday. I said, well, we're going to open on Saturday, Saturday. We'll work with you and bring you down and have the people meet you. Because the movie here is opening tomorrow. Okay. Um, I can't remember her name, but we're going to bring her down here. Once people can see the movie, we'll bring her down, and we'll do a meet and greet. And she's also an advocate for um, uh, the planet. She does other things. She writes children's books, I mean books. And mm-hmm. um, I told her, we'll bring you down. Just give us some time to advertise it and let people know you, and we'll bring you back down. So look for flyers on that. And we have the, uh, the Wallapai Trail of Tears, which is coming up on Friday at 10 a.m. in the morning, 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. I, I push we have snacks because maybe that will bring people down. <laughs> but um, it's a sad story from the Wallapais who are neighbors to the north of us. Yeah. And um, I encourage everybody to come down and listen to it because it's tribal history. It's their history. It's our history also. So, like, I encourage everybody to come down and listen to that. Um, hopefully, we have enough room. I'm also looking for. uh, Hopefully, we have a lot of room, but I'm I'm anticipating a lot of people. Yeah, I would only hope so, because history here. And um,
0: can you can you delve a little bit more further into that? Like as far as. What
1: what 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 will they be talking about? Well. In late 1800s. The. There was their ancestors of their tribe were removed from the reservation and brought down here by the military. Mm-hmm. And um not they didn't want to do it. So they came down here and um the Trail of Tears followed from the north down to here to the Crit Reservation, actually the La Paz on the southern end of the reservation. And um they lost many a people on that journey because they were walking. Yeah. Um they weren't adequately fed. The military kind of walked them down here on their horses and whatnot. And um, when they got here, it was not as much that left from their hometown, from their home area. Mm -hmm. And they didn't stay here very long because you bring people from the north down to the hot reservation in the desert, uh, it didn't do it very well. They wanted to go home. And so they just got up and just uh, all escaped and ran, ran away. And um, they wanted to go back home. Some of them did go back home, ran up north, and uh, walked back north. And um, the people we're going to have here tomorrow, the representatives, will talk more about that. How did it, how did they get back? Um, so I think it should be really informative. <clears throat> it's honoring the people that passed away or lost their life along the way. Yeah. And um, this is, what, the fourth generation, fifth generation that would be talking about it. And... Um, I think it's good for them to keep that alive, and um, as crit here, at be part of that. I think it's our history as well, as their history too. So, again, I encourage everybody to come. Um, I'm only telling you a little bit because it's best that you come and let's hear the whole story from them. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Um,
0: it's it's good history for the Native Americans to hold within, you know, within themselves. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it becomes colonized, and mm-hmm. I, I hate I hate to say that word, but It's true, colonization, because, you know, history is written by the victors. So, I mean, eventually, if it does die off, then the colonizers will say, well, they were like this. Mm -hmm. This is the reason why we moved them off the reservations because of this, because our people are all gone and we can't defend ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's it's good to have these stories continue to go on and people understand, you know, how bad the military was, Mm because the military was bad to the Native American people Mm -hmm. a long time ago.
1: True. Sure. We also have the the next week, March third, as part of all the other doings going on the crit day and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um Doctor Seuss' Day, birthday. But it's also the um which I'm gonna have Darius talk about because she it's not just uh Dr. Seuss's birthday, but it's it's also has to do with literacy on that day. Mm-hmm. Uh we're honoring it because um it's good to honor something like that. I mean, um, we're holding, uh, uh on March 3rd, March 1st, I'm sorry, March 1st up at the, uh, um, education department across from the high school. Yeah. Uh, we partnered with them last year and Mr. Drennan, who is the director, uh, we ran a really, it was a really good program and, um, we had food, we had games, we had all kinds of stuff going on. And it's only for two hours. And, um, Again, we encourage everybody to sign up if you have a um a program or your department wants to go out and uh, I'm trying to get Kitty Little to bring the uh, fire truck out there so maybe she hears this. Um <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> um just be part of it. You know, yeah. uh, show that uh, we are part of the the, the area here. Because Parker Library is having theirs Saturday the day after. Oh I didn't know that. Yeah. Last year we had it at the same time. Oh okay. so um trying to get ahead of the ball. Yep, yep. <laughs> But I encourage everybody to come for that. And we have our uh, language programs here. We offer language um, opportunities where people want to come and use the library. Yeah. Um, We offer that. That's available to them. Um, A lot of things we offer that um, if people want to come in and talk to us, we're open to answer all the questions. So just basically, if nobody knew about Career Library now, hopefully Mm -hmm.
0: by getting you on the podcast, people understand that you do offer a different type of, in a different
1: type of environment for different classes. Mm-hmm. And it's just not focused around books. Right, right, right. We used to do a thing on Christmas. We had a program here until COVID. Past couple of years, we haven't had it. But we had a Christmas program here. We got uh, singers from the parish school. We had different programs coming. We had the Hopi dancers here. Um, Santa Claus made an appearance and uh, ran for about three years. So it was really great. And um, couple of past couple of years, Covid was around, and mm-hmm. you know, people will bring that up again. Um, but we had programs like that, and uh, Easter we run programs, so uh, we try to put it out there into the Parker Pioneer mm-hmm. social media now, which is your program part of that. Yeah, uh, Manitou Messenger uh, flyers to the post office. So we try to hit everywhere, but um, sometimes people just miss it. Yeah. So, or just
0: they don't see it. Right. Right. Yeah. And like you said, this is a different type of social media outlet. So hopefully Mm -hmm. people that don't like to read, you know, like to listen to things, they
1: can hear it here. Yep. Yep. Well, I think you're doing a good job. I think you're doing a a, a getting uh, local people programs um, out into the open. It's uh, what? 2024. Yeah. It's a new way to communicate. It is. It Um, really is. I I greatly appreciate it. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah, it's great what you're doing, and hopefully we can come back on um, another month or two months or so because summer's coming up. We have summer reading program coming up. Um, It goes for a week, two weeks here when school's out so for the summer, and so we have a lot of things going on uh, culturally too. So that's good to know. We're working with the Hopi, Navajo, Chumuwevi, and uh, Mojave Mm -hmm. tribes. So a lot of stuff. We'll be at the Paz County Fair again. Yeah, Uh, we'll be at the crit days we'll be at the fair here so we're around yeah So,
0: and that's another thing is I want to get I don't try and focus this just on Mojave I want to mm-hmm. you know I want to open this up to Hopis Navajos and Chimawavis and any other tribe you know that wants mm-hmm. to express how their culture is
1: oh yeah mm-hmm.
0: I'd like to get them on here as well too because I know some people like well you just talk about Mojave Mm-hmm. well i mean that's all that wants to come onto the podcast <laughs> yeah, but i'm opening it up to everybody
1: yeah yeah we're trying to have the uh um foods of the four tribes um so we're contacting the four main people of the Mohave, Chumash, open language groups mm-hmm. um bring what you is the best food that you have you know Fried bread. Fried bread. <laughs> 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 uh yeah bring what you have you know, like Navajo have their own way of cooking, yep, uh, I've never tasted any of the stuff that they talk about um so we could have a little thing they could tell us how, how how they put it together and that sort of thing, so that's coming up too well i mean if you're if you're listening and
0: you're part of the other three tribes, there you go. here's an invitation for that that's coming up, hopefully
1: soon. I hope so, because it's been about a year, two years in the making, oh wow um. You know, people are here, then they're gone. People are here, then they're gone. And yeah. so it's hard to nail people down. But I think the four tribes are working together. They pretty much have got their act together. I don't meanly, but they have their act together, and they're doing resolutions. They're making meetings every week, so they know what they're going now. Yeah. Um, they're getting, they're coming together, and so we want to be part of that, too. So, And that'd be great, especially here. Yep. I mean, if you, if you decide to do it here, it'd be mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I'm still trying to make forever. It. Don't know how to make forever. It. <laughs> it's an easy process. All righty. Um, you want to get Doris or
0: Doris?
1: Lafoon. Yeah, she's um, she's the main lady people talk to when they call here. And we're uh, if you have a question of what's going on, if you want phone phone numbers. The library is what place to call. Sometimes we don't. It's six six nine one three three two. And um, you want to know. We'll give you the phone numbers that she was coming up and general general information so she's the lady that uh, runs most of the programs mm-hmm. i'm kind of like I, I pay the bills um but she runs the program she knows more about the programs um and she may be director here a couple of more years so we'll see how oh, that wow. goes so now yeah. we're going to get to the meat and potatoes yep is what you're saying <laughs> yep yep I'll, I'll we'll get her then. okay yep.
0: Everybody welcome in Darius LaFoon. Uh, Gil told me that you are the meat and potatoes of the program
2: down here, That <laughs> oh. you know
0: everything. <laughs>
2: oh, yes, I have my hand in everything um, that goes on here at the library.
0: Could you just get a little bit closer to the mic? Okay. Um, so what type of programs or events do you have that are upcoming that you want to talk about to the community?
2: Um, our main one would be our Dr. Seuss um, celebration. Um, it coordinates with Read Across America. Um, what this promotes is um, having every children, child in every community um, inspired to read. Um, Dr. Seuss' birthday, um, the start is on March 2nd, so it coordinates with it. The week is from the 2nd through the 6th. So um, with us, with the library, we are coordinating with the uh, CREIT Education Department. Um, On March 1st, from 2 to 5, we'll be at um, the CREIT Education Department. Um, It's located at 1120 16th Street, Parker, Arizona, 85344. Everybody is welcome. Um, We're going to have, everything will be free. We'll be giving away free books. Um, There'll be activities, Um, we'll also have fry bread and also snow cones um, available to the kids. And also anyone that comes, we're gonna have some great giveaways um, with Dr. Seuss stuffed animals to bouncy balls to pencils and markers. Um, We'll have a few, some of the characters out there as well, so for pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also just to get everybody out there, um, and enjoy this wonderful program and encourage reading. And any participant that comes will receive a book too.
0: You so. had me at bread
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I think that's what everybody's excited for too.
0: And that's on March
2: 5th. First. March 1st? First, yes, on a Friday. and that is the early release school day. so um, you guys got nothing to do, just walk on over. Um, the education department is just right across the street from the high school.
0: Nice, nice. Any, will there be any restrictions as far as who can go, who cannot go? Is it just open to the public?
2: It's open to the public. Um, We will have a little toddler station just dedicated to the toddlers, little sensory bins for them. Um, Again, we'll be giving away like free Dr. Seuss hats. uh, raffle tickets for, um, again, we'll have movie tickets. I think we're going to get a couple of switch cards, um, Amazon wow. cards. We got jump starter cards. So oh, wow. yeah, we got some good <laughs> prizes. So we're, yeah, anything for our community. Um, this is one of our biggest events that the library likes to provide for the community, especially for the kids. For
0: everybody um, listening, you guys know, I say, I'm going to take my kids. I'm going to take my kids. And I. I've been missing every event, <laughs> but I, I, it sounds like I'm going to be going to this event for sure.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, de- definitely come.
0: <laughs> Any other um, upcoming events?
2: Upcoming events, uh, yes, we will be also for the month of March for the library, we'll be having um, a reading challenge um, inspired with um, for Read Across America. We like to push the whole month, um, Mm -hmm. encouraging it. So, um, when you participate in our family reading challenge, um, each member will receive like a croc bracelet. (laughs) And every time they finish a book and give their little review on the book, they'll be able to receive um, a croc. um, Those croc, crocs um, images (laughs) where you can pick whatever, and we have from to Marvel characters, to Disney princesses that you can add to your bracelet. Oh, wow. um, and it'll be more where you can wear and show off and show that this is how many books I read. So if, for the family reading challenge for March, we're encouraged for a family to come in and participate and all of you to have a quiet time, encourage each other to read or even just reading to each other. So we'll be having the reading challenge for March. Um, We'll also have um, a craft day for St. Patrick's Day. Um, Again, we do toddler crafts all the way to tweens and adults. Um, That will be on March seventeenth. Also, there will be um, a beading class. What we'll be doing this this month is a Dr. Seuss themed pair of earrings, and what it is, yeah, we're gonna do the cab ones. So, anybody that's interested on participate in that um, you can call us here at the library to sign up um, at 928 669 three three two those classes do get filled up quick so yeah I,
0: I seen the flyer for the um, heart the heart one for last month and I put it on the podcast and I put it out there and oh, I, yeah. seen, I seen the uh, the pictures from my cousin who came to the class and I was like wow
2: Mm-hmm. Those are
0: some nice-looking errands. <laughs> yes,
2: they are. Everyone always turns their stuff This turns out beautifully. And it, it's good to see them um, continuing that when I see on their posts. So I like to see their own style come out, yep, <laughs> which right? is real. And then that's what we want to inspire, you know, to to get those new artists out and encouraging, whether it's beading, painting, pottery, um, board making and stuff. So we we truly inspire that.
0: Yeah, you got a whole new generation of beaters coming up.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then also Barbie Day. Um, right now, it's this is one that I just kind of sparked up. Um, this one will be to be announced later. But um, what we want to do is have a sewing class. Um, what this is, we're creating a template that you can come and create your own ribbon skirt for oh. your Barbie doll. Oh, for a Barbie doll. <laughs> <laughs> for a Barbie doll. So it's going to be a little miniature ribbon skirt, but to me I feel um that's for new beginners to start, you know, mm-hmm. you can start to get the idea of the needle and the basic of sewing. But um you could either do a ribbon skirt or at least just you know the template of the dress. So that will be coming up soon. Uh, most likely it'll start um the first day will be on Barbie day on March 9th.
0: March 9th. Yes. And that that would be only for like beginners only, people, yeah. that, people that don't know how to use a sewing machine or anything like yes,
2: that. Yes, yes. Most of the thing from what I'm working with um, the teacher, she says, I think most of it will be hand sewing. So hand sewing. Yes, yeah, so um, you won't need to break out the sewing machine <laughs> or your portable <laughs> sewers. Um, I know some of them intimidated when they broke up that portable one. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't even know they
0: make those. I
2: know I I didn't until that one got whipped out in front of me. I was like, "Dang, you are prepared. <laughs> Can <laughs> sew anywhere." <laughs> some people are ready. <laughs> yes, they are. Oh my goodness! But yeah, this one is more towards the, the basics, learning the basics, um, how to put on the ribbon and stuff. So and that'll work, be March 9th. Yes, March 9th. Um. And then, too, also, I'll have the indigenous Barbie box out here in the library on the night. So if anybody wants to come take a picture with their Barbie or just a picture in the box, they're always welcome to come and check it out at the library.
0: Are those for purchase if you do want to purchase one or no? For? For the Barbie?
2: The Barbie. Um. No. Well, no, the Barbie box is actually a live made box.
0: Oh, it's a big box. It's like
2: a photo box.
0: Oh, like, okay, oh, okay. So okay, you can
2: stand in it and take it.
0: I thought you meant you had like little Um, Barbies with ribbon skirts already made.
2: Oh, no, no, I haven't. That would be awesome, but I haven't found somebody yet. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) in the future.
0: (laughs) Any seamstress out there, now you you know.
2: Yes, exactly. Yes, and if there's anybody out there that's willing to teach their craft, um, we're willing to um, um, help and organize a class if you're willing to teach. we can work out the details and everything, but um, you can either contact me um, or Gil. Um, we're always looking for new teachers who are willing to teach. So or, it
0: so, so it sounds like um, the library isn't just for books, because me and Gil were talking about that earlier, that you guys are off- offering services for events and you know anything that they want to do here. So it's just not about books here.
2: No, no, we try to inspire through every um, I guess you say every outlet of learning, um, because learning is just not reading from books. You learn from being taught by um, other teachers, mentors that are in the community. Um, You know the the saying, um, "You're raised by a village." You know Mm -hmm. they, and I truly believe that because I've had so many teachers throughout the community. If through learning how to weave, um, beading, um, pottery. Pretty much from dancing to singing um, and even the language. So, we're always promoting every outlet of growing your knowledge for anything, whether it be through the books or through the community of teachers, especially ours with so many artisans um, with the languages here that we can learn from. So,
0: yeah, I think that was a common misconception here with the library that it was just strictly books. See, I didn't know it was open to the public. Oh, and that's something that Gil told me that it is open to the public.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I guess this this type of information like this is good for people listening because now they know that if they do like say a seamstress wants to hold a class but they have no venue then they can come talk to you guys and set up something down here and hey. invite the public.
2: Yes definitely definitely okay. anything uh, from new art to you know to the old old ways either way we want to encourage them to come out because, too, that's what I think I do is really getting out in the community and just trying to find those new teachers. Um, so me, I've always believed in learning. I don't think you're ever too old to stop learning. Oh, so. you, you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> yes. So I, I inspire for that um, educator to come out um, and every one of us to teach.
0: So. Oh, there we go. Nice. Any other um, events?
2: Um, oh, and then on the 30th and on the 30th will be mermaid day for the, um, I'm going to be all days. We'll be, I'll have all the mermaid books out. I'll have, uh, some activities and most likely a little, um, arts and crafts for the kids. Um, and then also on the 31st, which I think is, will be a really fun day is actually national Crayola crayon day.
0: Oh my.
2: So I'm going to pretty much have um, stations available for the young toddlers, all with colors. Um, Again, I'll have some other um, crafts and activities for the tweens and teens. And then, too, I'm kind of working on an adult craft. I think everybody loves crayons. Um, (laughs) And me, I've always encouraged the adults to come out and craft. Um, I think think that's my biggest... um, blessing is watching the adults get more into it than the kids <laughs> and they do. yes yes because i think we still need to bring that inner child out of us once we're at that age because we need to break away from the reality and i think crafting and doing activities like that brings that out of you and it helps oh that. most definitely most
0: definitely <laughs> especially because a lot of a lot of parents are real competitive
2: yes <laughs> yes some of them they start with each other but it's great i you know, it's great um, seeing their creativity come out and then to seeing it with their kids. So it's great.
0: <laughs> How long have you been um, working here in the
2: library? In the library? Oh, I think I'm going on nine years now. Um, I started out as the first things first grantee with the early literacy program. And then I moved up to the librarian technician where pretty much oversee all the programs and all that. Um, Since then, I've loved it. Um, My two aunties uh, were librarians here and stuff. Um, I never thought I would ever take it, but once I stepped through the door and realized what a library had to offer and all the opportunities and such a big outlet of teaching, um, I just grew more and more in love with it. So. I to keep motivating our community, hopefully teach. Um, even if I just get one person in one of my programs, um, at least I got somebody, but um, it's a wonderful uh, department. I love working with Gail, um, my staff, Blanca and Catherine. Um, we great, make a great team and just try to provide the best um, uh, workshops and programs for our community here.
0: So, the um, the first things first. Now, I have a little nephew that I have to get involved in with that. Um, how does that work?
2: Uh, the, it's an organization that um, works directly with um, parents with zero to five-year-olds, and we um, encourage early literacy. The first five years of your child is the most important of uh, mm-hmm. where you can mold them um, into becoming um, a person that you want. Um, so, Just when they're born, just straight talking to them, um, communicating with them, um, even showing um, we have board books for the early newborns that are specifically just to their eyesight, which they can only see black and white. Uh, they the kids? Yes. I I didn't know that. I
0: thought they could see color.
2: No, they they can't see color until maybe around one or two. Um, The newborn stage is all pretty much that gray, black and white. So yeah, that,
0: that's something I did not know. Yeah, I always thought they can see color from day
2: one. Oh wow, no, <laughs> um, yeah, and see, when I got into, I learned so much, um, learning new techniques of of dealing with um youngsters, um, how to communicate with them, you know, because it's some are very nonverbal, so mm-hmm. uh, we teach like sign language too, um, to help communicate with your kid, um, but um. Books is the most important um, because once they start getting their um, visual colors, then the the colors will come into play. That's why we encourage um, letter sequencing. Um, touch to um, just a simple touch to your child is a big impression of teaching. Um, but um, early literacy, we the program we provide like parent workshops. Mm -hmm. Um, Ms. Catherine Probst is our coordinator, and she has story times um, every Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, She caters to certain parents that are willing to come in. And what she does is she pretty much guides you on how to talk, how to read a book to your child. Um, um, Even knowing like your child is still listening, even though you want them to sit there on your lap and listen to you, even though they get up. And they're still playing you continue to read they're still listening um believe it or not that little brain of theirs is a very big multitasker Um, (laughs) believe (laughs) it or not (laughs) i mean some things click sometimes and some kids um they tend to need to do stuff i guess that's where the fidget um things come in some people can communicate if they have something in their hand or if they're writing It just helps them Some like music in the background, Mm -hmm. and it helps them focus. Same thing with kids. We try to find that element that works with them. But um, again, our program, uh, First Things First, we always try to provide every type of resource to help you um, gain that um, education and that um, knowledge for the brain development in your early years. um my kids are products of first things first um my first two borns um they both received in high school um always had excellent in grammar writing um and they both received at their end of their high school like writer of the year um and poet so um reading is a big um makes a big impact uh, their vocabulary was very um strong <laughs> so um I think that made a big impression on um, on my kids because I did follow the techniques with First Things First. And now I'm doing it with my five-year-old and she is just excelling. So I think everybody should at least take a little, um, go on to firstthingsfirst.org. We have resources on there, but too we do have um, our First Things First Regional Board Council. We meet every Tuesday, the last Tuesday of every month. And we are um, up at the, our meetings will be at the Crip Fire Department in their conference room. Um, It's open to the public. If there's anybody out there that needs assistance or help or maybe a suggestion that they want us as the board um, for First Things First, they're welcome to come to our meetings and make a proposal. Oh, and I am also a First Things First Regional Board Council member. I am the tri- tribal liaison, oh, so
0: that's good to know. Yes,
2: yeah, so um, we always have that option. So we're encouraged, um, families again, parents zero to five. If you have an idea or you know what you think um, our community needs for our early um, early readers, um, our kids, um, please let us know, and hopefully we can um, create a program that gears to that towards that need for our community.
0: So with the uh, first things first, if they sign up, do they have to continue with the program or is it voluntary?
2: Um, there is one program we we encourage um, to sign up um, and follow through with the program um, eat to when you apply, you'll be creating your own library with the kids. So every time you come to the parent workshop, you receive a free book. And our encouragement is by the end of this um, program, you will have a free a book collection of 40 books for oh, your wow. child. And hopefully with you reading one, each one, they, it becomes um, a habit for them, knowing that they can just go to a book and be able to read it, so.
0: Well, there you me. go, parents, first things first here at the library. I, I didn't know that you guys did that down here. Like I said, I have a little nephew that I have to get involved in that too, so you may see me down here a lot more.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> yes, come down. <laughs>
0: Do you guys get a lot of traffic through here, like with the programs and with the events and everything?
2: Mm, Yes, um, for our presentations, we get a good um, group. For our workshops, it's kind of like a hit and go. Some thrive and great in numbers and then some are just sometimes are very low um, and moderate. But like I said, um, we just go, we just keep going, even Mm -hmm. if we have one family that shows up or so we're still going to go through the full itinerary program with you um just um we we won't just turn you away just because it's one um we're still provide that service for you so yeah and then two, we always try to push that program again hopefully with better numbers and stuff but um but it's we have a good nice flow um i know covid hit us and took a lot of our traffic out. So it's kind of rebuilding again. But two, it's it's a new new type of generation mm-hmm. of readers now. Because after COVID, sadly, a lot of them were more towards technology. Yeah. So- <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of the kids knew this, uh, the scrolling up, you know, with the book. Um, I we even had a kid, child that come in one time and he got a book he looked at it and he just started scrolling <laughs> <laughs> and we're like no okay this is what we're and that's when we first identify like wow um COVID kind of took that shift to the mm-hmm. kids because all the kids did turn to online schooling online everything so that that's one obstacle where we're I think not only our library but all libraries are battling what is. The, the technology, because we still want them to know what a book is, how to read a book, and all that literature. So, but,
0: is, is there, um, let's say, an opportunity to try and bring technology in, or are you guys just going to strictly want to do books?
2: No, um, we encourage both. We encourage both because, um, you know, technology is going to be here and it's just going to keep growing. I, in my from what I see, anyway. Yeah. Um. But we try to embrace both of them. Um, to like tablets. Um. Uh. Through first things first, we do have educational tablets for the zero to five year olds that teach the vowels, um, numbers, math, adding, subtracting, um, even STEM. Um. So we we don't just necessarily um cancel technology here we encourage it. Um, we do um, do have um, some audiobooks that you're able to download for free and stuff. So um, to me, I think if you, as long as you're reading, whether it be on your Kindle, your tablet, or even just coming to the library is great because um, you're still refreshing your mind, um, getting, learning new words. And then two books, you know, you just um, might learn a new hobby or it might trigger you to um, do a little bit more research on the subject that was discussed in that book. So that's always encouraged.
0: That's good to know. That's mm-hmm. very good to know I thought you guys are both itch- implementing both technology and, you know, paperback. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you have a class coming at 1030, so I don't want to hold you up any more longer. What kind of encouragement or final last words would you like to give to the community for them to, you know, start getting more into books and coming down to the library?
2: Oh, wow. Um, Well, I would just want them to come, at least just to come and look at the library, uh, get a feel for it. I know, like you said, some people were very unsure about our library. Um, Our library is a public library, um, even Talking with um, working with the community, the town of Parker. Um, some of the people that I coordinate, they didn't even know they they thought this library was only restricted to tribal people. So with me working with um, the town people, I'm always encouraged, "No, we are public. Everybody is welcome." Um, to um, I don't know if it's the setting or maybe the archive word <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> intimidates people to come in. Um, but once they come in and see our selection and stuff, I think it's very welcoming. Um, again, too, at the CRIT library, you just need a library card to participate in any of our activities.
0: And those are free.
2: And free, yes, free. That We have free faxing um, for you. We have the computer lab. Even for students, um, as long as you have your library card, you got a project to come up, whether it be science, art, whatever. We have the supplies, poster boards, um fold out displays if you need the glue markers glitter we have everything here for you to help um, prepare for your project we have a cricket machine um, oh, wow. yeah that you we will teach you how to utilize it um, but also again if you have projects that you want to learn or if you see on youtube like let us know we'll get it all situated and and set up for you um, The library services are encouraged for you to excel in any type of whether it be your school your career um, your hobby your small business or just to come in and learn Um, we're open to um, be here and service you Um, the library is your your pretty much public service that we cater for you so um, i encourage you to come down Come and have a chat with us if there's something you want to have an event or um, teach a class of any type. Again, too, if you have suggestions you want us to have, um, I encourage you to come and just talk with us. Um, We're willing to sit with you, talk with you, um, find out new things. Um, And I encourage, again, um, reading a book. Again, we got our family reading challenge. we got great incentives, so I encourage everybody to come um, and just be part of our library family.
0: Oh, one more thing, the uh, what you had stated earlier about the poster boards, the glue and all that stuff, that's all free? Yes. I did not know that.
2: Yeah, with a library card, yes. So
0: if you have a library card, everybody come down. <clears throat> and if you can't, let's not say afford, but if you don't want to spend your money on you know the, the, the product that it does create, that you need to create your science project, the library is offering to help. That's yes. good to know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Daris. Thank you, Gil. I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to give you guys an interview, get your guys' events out there for the public to hear, and also, you know, let the public know that it is a public library. Mm-hmm. It's not just for tribal members. Yes, exactly. <laughs> One more quick question. Have you guys thought about maybe putting a bigger sign out on the road to let people know it is a public library?
2: Yes, um, Gil's actually trying to get some, we kind of want what actually um, Crip Fire Department has in front of their, (laughs) their (laughs) building, the little flashy one with the, um, we're hoping to get something like that. Yes, um, we're always trying to um, get somebody in put signs up. Um, I I hope to if possible to put a sign up at um on top of the hill by running man oh, wow. to show that library is just the down yeah there. is down the way. So hopefully we'll be able to get those in place. But um but yes, um we definitely need a new one <laughs> to well, encourage people. Um I that's um I always tell go, I think um, bright colors And the more flashier, that's what triggers people in,
0: especially kids. Especially kids, yes. (laughs) So maybe if there's any business owners out there that are in the sign-making business, send a bid down to Crit Library.
2: Yes, we are looking.
0: (laughs) All right, Darius, thank you for your time. I know you have a class here pretty soon. Uh Yes, thank
2: you for having me.
0: Yep, no problem. And you have a good rest of your day.
2: Thank you, you too.